Hi, I'm Steve Westerly, and this is Beneficial Intelligence, a new weekly podcast with stories and pragmatic information for CIOs and other IT leaders. This week, goal fixation. Richard Branson, his fellow passengers and his crew nearly didn't make it back from space in July. This is something that we're finding out now because the authorities detected that Spaceship 2, his spacecraft, did not stay within the area that it was given. For 1 minute and 41 seconds, it was outside the airspace that it was cleared to fly in. Now, it's not like there's a lot of traffic up there, so there wasn't really a collision risk, but it did show that the navigation and the flight did not go exactly according to plan. So an investigation of the flight has been launched and we're we're beginning to hear some of the results. What happened was that there was more wind at the top of the flight than expected. Forecasting winds in 50 kilometers altitude is not a very well-developed science because we haven't had any need for it yet. So we forecast very well up to the levels where the normal airliners fly, but we don't forecast well at 50 kilometers. So they had more wind, and first they got a caution light saying course deviation. Now, they took action, they tried to correct the course, but they the situation deteriorated, and they got an entry glide cone warning light. That's a red light. That means, according to the checklist, you abort the flight. What this means is that you are your spacecraft is in a position where it is at risk of not being able to enter the glide cone that will bring it back to land. Spaceship 2 is, like the space shuttle, basically a glider. Once it's fired its rockets, it glides back to Earth, just like any recreational glider. It does not have engine power, so it has to be in the right place. The glide cone is the airspace in which the aircraft or the spacecraft flies down in a corkscrew spiral. And the entry glide cone warning light told the pilots that they were at risk of not reaching that area. And in a glider, if you're not in the right place, well, you can't reach the airport and it would have been a really bad situation to land the spacecraft in some random desert area. Now, you could say the pilot should have aborted the mission. That was the checklist item. They decided to press forward. They went for the goal. They had the, uh, the attention of the entire world on their shoulders. They had the founder riding in the back. They pressed on and they succeeded but they could have failed. Apparently, they had some internal discussions at uh, Virgin Galactic afterwards, and the flight test director was fired. So apparently, he was not happy with the way Virgin Galactic is flying. People die from this kind of goal fixation. We see that 
in mountaineering as well. Scott Fisher, very experienced uh, climber on the highest peaks of the earth, died on Mount Everest. He was at the summit at 3.45 in the afternoon. But the latest, the safe return time is 2 p.m. So if you cannot make it to the top at before 2 p.m., you have to turn back. Every climber knows that. But when goal fixation sets in, then you try to push forward and you move outside of the parameters that you had decided on before you got stuck in your goal fixation. And that's what's killed many climbers on the high peaks. The helicopter pilot flying Cope Bryant, the the basketball star, and members of his family also suffered from goal fixation. So he was going to get his client, his well-paying client, famous client, from point A to B. But the weather turned bad. There was fog, there was low clouds. He decided to press on. Now, he was formally cleared to fly on instruments, so he could fly in clouds. Only he had very rarely done it. So what happened was that the helicopter pilot pressed on, he got disoriented in clouds, and the helicopter crashed, and nine people died. We see that we see that in aviation, where we see the accident reports, the accidents very carefully reported. Then we can see it happen. There was a uh, Polish aircraft carrying the Polish president that went down in in uh, fog near Smolensk, and ninety five people died. There was a um, a transport aircraft from the Danish Air Force that was taking the new chief of defense around to visit all the um, installations in the Kingdom of Denmark. He was uh, flying to the Faroe Islands, and in marginal weather conditions, the pilot attempted a landing. They crashed, and everybody died. This kind of goal fixation is obvious in IT projects as well. Fortunately, people don't die. But we don't hear about them because we're not examining IT failures like we're examining air crashes. But we do see multi-year, million-dollar IT projects fail completely, delivering nothing of value. How can that happen? How can people be... uh, running a project for years and years and years and in the end producing nothing. The reason is goal fixation. The project sponsor has his reputation invested in this project. So he will tend to keep focusing on the goal and keep adding more money and accepting delays. The program office, the project managers inside this large project also tend to suffer from the goal fixation. So they will just replan, and if we just do a little more, we give a little more time, a little more budget, then we can achieve the goals. Now, how can you avoid this problem? There are two ways. One is you ask the people in the trenches. 
right now everybody is being clever about what went wrong in Afghanistan. The soldiers on the ground knew what was happening, but the political and military leadership suffered from goal fixation. Getting people who have their nose to the grindstone to tell you what's really happening is one way to avoid this tendency towards goal fixation. The other way is to have an independent advisor like me look at your project and help you. Either you need somebody who's actually doing the work or you need an independent advisor. Otherwise, you risk falling prey to goal fixation. Thank you for listening to Beneficial Intelligence, a weekly podcast with stories and pragmatic information for CIOs and other IT leaders. If you like the content, please spread the word. If you have comments, please get in touch. My contact information is in the show notes. See you next week.